Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Drop at DFT. You are joining us for the DFT talk season of The Drop, an extension of DFT University, which you'll be hearing about more. Joining me today for this talk on work-life balance and post. Is that an actual thing? Is it a myth? Is it a, just a secret? How do we keep that? Is it relegated only to Zach Arnold? What up, Zach? Miss you, buddy. No, it's not. We have some of my absolute favorite people here at DFT. The homie, the one that you have heard many times mentioned, editor extraordinaire, producer, online editor, senior online editor, Lacan DeLeon, super editor of The Drop, joining us uh, in front of the camera for his second time. You can also see him on Podcast for Geniuses, where we were in the freezing cold, and you get to know each and every one of his teeth intimately as we watched him shiver. God bless. This, Thanks. Is, this is better. Flashback. Yeah. <laughs> Also joining us, very first time, ladies and gentlemen, someone who has sequestered long into a separate room where he did 14 seasons of NCIS LA. Also your online editor for one Mr. Ted Lasso. Ladies and gentlemen, senior online editor, Jacob Tillman. Welcome to the drop. Excited, stoked, let's do this. Very excited to have you guys here. And quick (laughs) apology, I did briefly toy with the idea of doing this at a golf course. But Ooh. oh my gosh, that would have been oh, distracting. Oh, different yeah. meaning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I did not have the energy to protect for sound on that one. No, uh, wind, sun, it just it would have been golf a whole balls yeah. hitting us in the forehead. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, I like walking, but not golf. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't understand how those two differ other than you just have to carry a bag of heavy equipment with you. This is the only difference. Yeah, it, yeah pretty much. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for joining me for Work-Life Balance. The two of you are in one department. However, uh, we do a lot here to encourage Work-Life Balance at DFT. Uh, Also threatening you to go take a vacation because there are a lot of people here that I do completely understand. There are folks who see this place as their Disneyland because we make cool stuff here. And I get that. But also disconnect the brain. You don't necessarily have to spend your time all the time here. And so, uh, Lacan and Jacob, we have these two who often also bring along people, uh, into their adventures and show as an example, how to kind of balance enjoying what you do, stepping up to the plate when we need more support here, and then also disconnecting. How about we start with something really cool, a really good example. You actually took an entire month off and went back to the Philippines. Visit that family, was, yeah. wife, family. That was huge. I don't remember taking a vacation that long in quite quite some time. Talking about balance, I think a lot of it is just from the sort of intense time we had on Ted Lasso. It was really like an opportunity to go, okay, I need to refresh. And like that was probably the most intense of a post schedule we've we've had and so there was a need to sort of like gain some of that like you know time back for yourself and yeah we spent like three plus weeks in the philippines my my kids first time out there my first time seeing where my my wife's from in the southern part of the philippines so it was just cool it was just cool to be away and just got my mind right and just having that time to sort of spend not thinking about all the craziness Mm -hmm. it's like you needed a week to just even get out of the mode of like being frenzied and yeah and having to be on point checking your emails all that kind of stuff and when you get to the point where you're just like 
disconnected, then you, you feel like you can get back in and, and contribute, you know, yeah. in a good way. So that's kind of a, that's, that's a point that we should bring up. You just hit 20 years at yeah. DFT, 20 years. So to say that's one of the most frenzied schedules we have, we've had in a long time, if yeah. there's one that competed, I'm so glad I missed it. I think it's also a, a sort of testament to like how much we've evolved as a company. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's always like crazy times, like every show has its moment where you have to really like buckle down and deadlines are always there and stuff. But I think as we've gotten shows that are more and more, not only high profile, but like what I found with Ted Lasso is the creators are very hands-on mm -hmm. and very intentional and, and every detail is, is poured over. So there's a certain level of commitment that everyone has to have to, to that. And so it's just like a different level what might have been just like a crazy schedule before, you're also invested in making sure it's good. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So there's a lot of shows where it's frenzied, but only because the personalities are crazy mm -hmm. or, you know, the deadlines are tight. But having that sort of thing where you have, everybody's really like pushing the same, you know, boat or whatever it is to yeah. try to get this thing across the finish line, but in a, in a quality way. Um, was different. Well, and you're not far behind. What are you? You're 15, yeah, 16? Yeah, like 15 and a half now. 15. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. <laughs> and so speaking of Lasso, it was such a juggernaut and on such a tight schedule, you guys were actually staggered on shifts mm -hmm. so that there could be the two of you covering not just right. for each other, but the, the team itself was in online. But I think to do a quick brief uh, rundown of what online is, it's almost like somebody hands you a stack of papers, all different sizes, colors, etc., to assemble into what should be a final paint by numbers portrait that they've handed to you. Those are your audio files, those are your VFX files, those are applying all of the different color choices to the final. That is mass oversimplification of what you two do, but the shocking part is that the client actually spends probably as much time in online with you guys as they do in color making those choices because it's the final pair of eyes okay. so each of you was was running no less than eight nine hours a day right yeah yeah that's probably a little low yeah i think we were overlapping and and sometimes going 10 yeah plus yeah i mean it kept us busy for sure because it was a lot yeah. of the review i mean it was constant review yeah because you're just constantly looking at the episode and chipping away. There was so, yeah. much, so much work to be done and they were trying to move all of these episodes like yep. consecutively. A lot of dubs overnight, right? A lot yeah. of different episodes that were going out every, on any given day. Lots of references, visual effects, color changes, all these notes just on the fly going out the door, you know, yeah. overnight, so. So we don't want to minimize the idea that like, <laughs> This is challenging work, like, because even you took, uh, what, two weeks off right after? You yeah. walked right into that to kind of disconnect. Yeah. Um, but that was at the back end of really having had to step up to a certain degree that we have not really asked of anybody mm. in this house before. Yeah. That was a rushed timeline. It was accelerated, but that's why it's called balance. Sometimes... Uh, yeah would not say that like in 24 hours any of us is gifted or exceptional enough with being able to handle great I can sleep and do my work and be with my family or my partner or have a hobby 
24 hours isn't necessarily what we're trying to balance. It's the work and the life is as a whole. And yeah. so I kind of wanted to touch on that with you, Jacob, because we went through it. Like before mm-hmm. Lacan yeah. uh, tagged in to actually help on Lasso, it was just you. Mm-hmm. And those were those were like 17 hour days. Yeah. That was painful to watch. I can't, there's no other way to like actually express that. Um, I'm grateful that we had the option to like bring in support and have help there, but you were, how did you even navigate that as one person? Because you were tracking the hours, sure, but, and then you were coming to us and saying like, are you cognizant of this? Um, and we were while trying to, to solve for it and find it, but I've always respected that about you, that you understand what your limits are, what your boundaries are. And then even when there's a challenge to it, you're, you're still communicating, how do we work through this together? Mm-hmm. And just kind of walk me through that process because that's not a gifting that everybody has. And yeah. full disclosure, I also understand that everybody gets to work at a place that's going to listen to that. But yeah. I do think at least equipping people with the tools to say those things is helpful. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, number one, communication. Uh, I think, you know, anytime we go into a new show, it's it's a lot of different variables, right? You're trying to get, a, you know, acclimate to the new workflow. How are they doing things? Uh, how is the producer doing things a little differently than, than maybe before? And you just want to kind of, you know, you want to make the show the best possible experience for them um, and, and for our facility. So it's just kind of trying to uh, gather the masses and just really, as I walk through it through the first couple episodes, you really get a feeling for like, okay, it's going to take X number of hours to do this. I kind of get a feeling for it. And then on top of that, you have more visual effects oriented shows, right? So we've got a lot of the stadium stuff and we've got all this cleanup work and different things. So as we get these these pre-onlines, we're able to, to see kind of what, what's coming in the pipeline. And of course, as I'm working these long hours, you know, at some point, I just know, you know, my body can take only so much because, you know, we, we are a force. We, we are, our online department has more than doubled. And so that is actually a, a, a huge benefit now is being able to say, we're a team. We can, we can expand. Yeah. And how do we attack this problem and make it a solution. Uh, luckily, Lacan and I have been working together for a long time, so it was great to have you on there, just jumping in um, at some point. And, and that just became a really good uh, experience for us just because we knew like there were cutoff times and it wasn't just like you're on forever. It's like we had a nice little time of overlap where we were like communicating with each other, with the client, jumping on these Zoom sessions. And then we were just, we were able to just kind of release for the day. And we were still able to, to have that, that work-life balance. balance. You know, I was yeah. able to go home and, I mean, yeah, granted, we had to work swing shifts. And, uh, but other than that, I mean, it was like I still had that time to just, you know, enjoy myself and then, you know, come back in and, and get motivated, have the energy to come back the next day and just, you know, dominate to the best of our abilities. <laughs> dominate instead of be dominated. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think the, the trickiest part with, like, our particular roles is like understanding how long things take, mm-hmm. you know, because I think there's always that dynamic of scheduling, right? And scheduling always has a certain amount of time blocked out, but you see what needs to happen in that time and you kind of go to yourself, you're like, is it realistic? Is it not? Right. And there's always a gray area where you're like, okay, this is going to push past 
a certain point and you have to sort of wave your hand and be like, hey, this is going to be too much, you know, for one day or for, for three hours or whatever it is. And so I think both of us having enough experience with other shows, knowing how long things take and then compounding that with all the variables of this particular show, for example, you start to get a sense of like, okay, you know, I'm going to be right at eight hours here or I'm going to be like pushing 10 and we're going to have to tag team and I'm going to be out as soon as you get here, you know, that kind of dynamic. So I think having that shorthand, that's what we were talking about mm -hmm. early on is like, we could have brought in someone else, trained them up, all that kind of stuff. But we kind of had a shorthand in understanding that, okay, there's going to be a big day for you. So I'm going to overlap for three hours just to support and then you're out, like literally cut off time, you're out, I'm taking over, mm -hmm. right? Because like, otherwise, if we didn't have that shorthand, it'd be like, there's still a two hour overlap that we have to sort of like figure things out, you know, transfer knowledge to each other for the day and you know, all this kind of stuff. So I think a lot of the, the balance was struck by like, just having that shorthand and being able to figure out what it took to sort of like get through the day, you know? So I think, I think there's an important point that I don't want to miss either because this industry specifically, a lot of people have either trauma around or walking in expecting the worst. And so yeah. uh, for plenty of people, it has been, I just constantly, I was, you know, working 18 hour days, et cetera, et cetera. We don't want that. Um, but then we've also seen on the flip side, folks who are maybe newer and understand that this industry has taken advantage of a lot of people just will literally get up six o'clock. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye and out the middle ground that I want to explore here. Um, the both of you actually were hourly for a very long time. Right. Mm -hmm. And at some point you guys were like, can we stop? Like, do I need to clock in <laughs> clock out? Like, and it hadn't really occurred yeah. to us because yeah. for a lot of folks, they do prefer like, these are my hours, etc. I, I see, how that um, for some folks is like, I want to make sure that even I'm beholden to this is my time I'm clocking in the physical act of it. But what you just described being not just accountable to a project mm -hmm. and being responsible to it. And that's where, you know, you're seeing it to the finish. Literally, you are the ones who are in it with the client, seeing it through across the finish line but you're being responsible to each other. You're recognizing that you are part of a team where you're depending on each other and being depended on. And so I think one of the hardest things for people to understand about a proper work-life balance is that it's still character and it's still a part of who you are and honoring what you're doing with other people. And so everything that you just described between the communication, knowing that it would be a big day for Jacob or knowing what he's handing off yeah. to have that communication and prepare for that. So even like you said, with the swing shift, yeah. it's hard. Of course it's hard. It's work. It's why it's called work. There's going to be more of it. Yeah. But having enough foresight to plan for that, say to, to everyone at home, like, okay, I have to switch my hours for X amount of time. That's an expectation. Let's get through that part together. That's a work-life balance, not leaving somebody high and dry because we're protecting for like, yeah. well, this is my personal space and how I want to navigate things. It's actually looking around and saying, okay, as a team, this is the workload. How do we handle that? Would you yeah. guys agree or how do you kind of see the divvying up of the time and the work? I, I would say the first off with the with the 
the buying in, I would say, as far as like salary and stuff, I just want to cover that because I think it's important, like for the transition from hourly to salary, why it's buying in, it's buying into this team effort and just like, I mean, I, I, we love, you're, you're, we're in this industry because we love it. We love working on these creative projects. We love being a part of, of storytelling. Yep. Um, and sometimes it's, it's not always glorious. It's not always what you want, but we have such a solid team here that everybody just jumps in and, and really does pull their weight. And I love that about it. And, and I feel like it, it, it makes me want to, you know, be available as much as possible to help cover somebody else because they're going to do it for me. You know, you don't have that everywhere. And at DFT, we definitely do. We have just a, an overwhelming uh, team team effort. Um, and it's just, it's it's fantastic. I mean, yeah. as far as that goes. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's sort of the thing that you have to kind of also look at is the environment or the, the support we had from, from you guys, from from this from everyone in the company because we knew that we were taking on something bigger than what we usually do and i think there was a general sort of aftershock always through the company that things were happening that that we all needed to be alert and we all needed to contribute and so when when there came a time when you know he's he's waving the white flag like yo this is too much Mm -hmm. then it was like how do we solve for this and it was like okay we're gonna have to shift some pieces we're gonna have to like change the way we're doing this particular show because we were always used to like one show, one person. Like mm-hmm. that was kind of how it was because you're always dealing with a client sort of in this very intimate way in terms of like talking about the show and a lot of the details and keeping keeping that sort of like through line through a certain amount of time. So having like the support of people saying, okay, this is how we're going to do it and we support you guys cutting off at this time. Or we're gonna let the client know we need to give you time to prep, or you know, what I mean? so like having that sort of support is is the thing that also was important. You know, like we were all always getting each other's backs, but we were also saying, hey, it's a hard show, and most of the time, hard shows are tough to work on, but it's even tougher when you don't have support. Mm-hmm. And so like when you're working for yeah. everyone around you, and everyone around you is working for you too to make sure that you're not getting overloaded, you're not getting burnt out. I think that's what helped us achieve some sort of balance so that we could get through the week. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we weren't just like us two like battling. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, shout out to Sam Tango who yep. was carrying it well into the early early hours of the morning with assisting in online and creating the deliverables and upload all of that. And then we even continued training the dailies team or our GeoPost team because truly they were also handling a lot of then the uploads doing some of the the prep work and just it was all hands on deck and i mean there was a show that we were working on where literally another vendor just gave up and sat down and there we were dealing with the folks on the show trying to solve and help them cover for a vendor who just under the weight of that sat down and said can't do it well, they didn't even say it. They just sat down and didn't didn't yeah, respond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and here we were, literally, you know, I had sent part of the team home because they had been working around the clock. And I was like, just, you know, it's, we're good. We're going to wait for the other vendor to send what they promised to send. And somewhere around 3 o'clock in the morning, that call came in like, we can't reach them. Can you help? <laughs> and just me trying to figure out, okay, 
who do we who do we assign this to that to and again we'll we'll get to this but DFT is is in many ways a largely remote company we have space here on site on prem both of you are here both of you have your own base but both of you also have setups at home i think we've actually even talked in another drop about mm-hmm. your sapphire the amulet that you have at home mm-hmm. that allows you to to one-to-one essentially log in here yep. mm-hmm. you have constantly i mean you've both run reviews from home mm-hmm. to actually be able to achieve that but so we have vfx artists we have online artists we have colorists who are achieving from home and sometimes that's in New York, off the coast of Madagascar, in some VFX cases, things like that. But that night at three o'clock in the morning, when I was like, "Oh God," <laughs> and I was assigning things on Slack, and you just see like the sunrise, people running at me to help, mm-hmm. and that is that is hands down, bar none, the greatest aspect of DFT you put your hand up and say, I need help, you will watch a wall of people run at you to help. That's right. And that night, I was like, oh, God, we're really who we are. Oh, I love us so much. Thank God. <laughs> I mean, talk about collaborative environment, right? Because oh we're gosh. talking about the finale. Let's, let's, that yeah. was, the finale was like, that was the juggernaut. So we had a project that we were all collaborating on and it was intense. I mean, we had people cutting in visual effect shots, reviewing, doing online fixes and fusion, applying color. Yeah. I mean, talk about the yeah. level of collaborative effort. Yeah, I mean, it was it w- insane. If it wasn't so crazy, it sounds like a lot of fun, actually. Like, it was It was actually kind of... We did not break it. That, I thought we would break it, but we, we pushed I, the limits. I mean, that's the thing is like... That was like the pure craziness of post that like sometimes you miss that because you're like we we go back to like having clients on our base, right? Like mm. pre-pandemic, we always had the client in our bay. We're always going to so, like to war on an episode like with somebody in mm-hmm. the bay with you. And so going into remote dynamic, that kind of went away and you're just sort of like you kind of have a distance thing, right? And you're still mm. working with a client, but it's like a little different and that, even though we work remotely, like we were constantly like with people all the time, like online, all the time. All, all the time. So the finale, we were all here. Like mm-hmm. we were just like, we all got to be yep. here to like knock this out. Mainly because <laughs> mainly because we thought was... we were going to toast to the end of it. But, but I mean, it ended up being completely not that. <laughs> but I mean, all the vendors, right? All the different yeah. visual effects vendors, shots were incoming from them, from internally. Yeah. And there was just uh, just so many notes happening at the same time. I mean, it was... And how many people, I remember just seeing another Zoom bubble pop up, like with another face coming in and like, yeah. it was like, I don't that, remember, like 12 was deep or something. That was yeah. definitely why Zoom was, was created, was, yeah, that, was yeah. that kind of moment. Epic finish. And I think that was also a thing with like the people who worked on it. Like a lot of people were remote as well, you know, mm-hmm. and it's become like an environment where, you know, people aren't going to come into a facility, especially that many people mm-hmm. to be able to, to pour over like a detail. They could call in anyone at any time at any part of the show to say, hey, look at this and make sure it looks good. And, you know, we had editors in there, we had producers, we had directors, like all kinds of people. And it it is powerful that you can do that. Mm-hmm. But then when we're talking about boundaries, like it can be a little bit scary because now yeah. you're dealing with like people that you don't normally deal with. Like now you have like a huge amount of people like 
all there like and you're kind of like carrying this session into like the night like I mean, it's cool to be able to like work at that level and see like the amount of collaboration that happens across the board but it can also be a little bit scary because you're just like wow there's a lot riding on this particular moment and yeah i mean i think there's something to also be said for uh it's it's kind of the union between experience and flexibility so the more experience that you have in some of those rooms, the more experience that you have on these shows. For example, let's take home economics. So home economics is colored by someone else, partner to DFT in the SD space, and then it comes back into DFT to be color graded in the HD space. You're still onlining it, but then you're collaborating not only with someone overseeing the online, but you have one color pass, a different, et cetera, et cetera. That's like the collaboration that goes into these experiences, learning personalities, it's kind of like yeah. you said on the on the early side of it was that you just you have to learn how a producer works, how the people yeah. creating the show want to work, are working, and then what are our resources here, your team here that you're collaborating with. Absolutely. And so I think what's what's really interesting is getting to talk to the both of you who have been here for a very long time and had the freedom to kind of carve out what's gonna to matter to you and your own families, like with your time, how, are you, how would you, you've also both met plenty of people that were new to DFT right. and kind of learning that. How would you unpack explaining or being an example to somebody who's kind of new to that of working in a team environment, not having to run themselves into a ground because Sam Tango, I'm going to sell you out. It's you that we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I think that is something you have to learn for sure. Like, I I don't know if I ever sat down and told somebody, like, you got to stop working and, and go. But I think there is a general attitude that... <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, there was one night Maybe. when Jacob... I was I, never, say, I know my limitations and like... I'm very vocal. <laughs> I'm like... I have never, like, there was the one night where I just saw Jacob fold into himself. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. I was like, is this a man that should be uh, driving right now? I'm oh my very, gosh. Hard. like, we're yeah. like, you gotta uh, go. Yeah. You gotta go. You got folded. Yeah. I mean, with experience and, and just, just knowing that, that we do, I mean, we have, we keep on saying team, team, team. Well, this is when team comes into play and other folks will step up. So it's being able to know that, you know, saying, hey, I raised my hand. I can't do this on my own. Who is available talking to your scheduler or, you know, whoever is in charge of, of getting, you know, finding out who needs to jump on it and just just letting them know your limitations and how they can help you out. Um, and it only makes it for a healthier environment for everybody because if, if you're running on fumes, um, you know, the producers the next day, you, you might make more mistakes and we don't want that. We want to, you know, make it a kick-ass experience for everybody. Yeah. And um, it's at the best of our ability based on, you know, how long we're working. But, like, just be able to do that. And it's it's not only talking internally, but also with the clients as well on certain things. And just, I mean, they were so cool. I have to call out, like, Zach and Brooke and Caitlin and Ashley. Everybody was so uh, just understanding of 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 what we were what they what, what we, we were going through against, together yeah. right yeah so i mean that alone they you know we were able to just to talk to them talk internally and just figure out solutions you know and and that was the benefit you know so um i really appreciated about that about the overall experience of, of lasso for sure it is an environment that you don't see very often 
Because like I was always prepared, you know, when you're trying to break into the industry, you're you're ready to do whatever, right? Like you're ready to, like as an editor, you're just like, it's always a chicken and an egg. It's like you can't get a job without credits, but you can't get credits without a job. And it's like, well, I'm gonna have to like just do do anything I can to get credits and get in there, or find somebody who can you know squeeze me in or give me my shot. And so you're ex you're kind of already expecting that you're gonna work some crazy hours or. You might have to like forego like a lot of things just to sort of like make it to the next level as an assistant, trying to become an editor. You know that whole like mm -hmm. apprenticeship thing. So, I think generally most people get into the industry thinking it's going to be a crazy workload, like, and that you're going to have to kind of not have balance. You know what I mean? Or expect that. You know? And so, it's rare to have an environment where they do like plan for that and try to help you sort of like not get burnt out. Because I think getting burnt out is more the norm rather than like yeah. the exception, right? Like, yeah. and, I mean, to be fair, I don't know that we were always such a bastion of like. I mean, we boundaries. tried. Right, we probably like, tried. Yeah. yeah. I definitely. I remember when I got back here. I I don't know that I actually worked with or ever interacted much with you guys when I first came on 2011, because I was totally remote contractor helping with like TA and mm -hmm. different software stuff. Mm -hmm. But then when I came back here in 2019, there were a lot of tired people. There were a lot of like really burnt out people that had been carrying right. a lot. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that everyone was equipped with maybe the same voices that you guys had long found. And that was a challenge. And that's kind of why, you know, especially serving in an operations capacity. I've never had to threaten either of you to get out of the building, <laughs> but I have had to say to people, I'm about to cut your email access. I'm about to cut yeah. your badge off. Like you have slept in Lacan's Bay three nights in a row. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. there are circumstances that people feel like they're only the person who can carry it forward or they have to, you know, wear that albatross for the rest of us. And for as, as many times as it is true in certain circumstances, like you were in that chair solo for how long until we were like, okay, we got to tag in more people here. Uh, the finale of Lasso, Thomas was in a chair for like 19 hours straight. And unfortunately, <laughs> he was the only person who could carry that albatross yeah, forward. Right. But like, then he went away yeah. for a month. We were like, get out. And no one had to tell him to get out. He was like, uh, uh, kindly, I'm fucking all the way off. <laughs> Thank not, you. Yes, then yes, he was. <laughs> to be fair, Thomas Gallion, CSI, lovely human, would never actually say those words. It is that way for some folks because they genuinely love what they do. And I try, mm. yeah. I actually try to find that balance of like, you know, Greg Filkins, for example, he loves not only the engineering that he does here, and I think he actually is also a pretty good person to talk to about that. Aaron White, same thing. It looks like they're very bad at work-life balance sometimes because they're always here. Yeah. But what people don't necessarily know about Aaron White is that she will take large chunks of the day and go teach dance lessons to kids. Like she has a whole other dance life outside yeah. of here that a lot of people do know about because she invites us to all these recitals and tells us about those things. But like, she is a maniac, like the maniac, whoa, because she has significant passions for these things and she tends to each of them. It's just she takes up the full breadth of her hours in a day doing that. And then same thing with Greg Filkins. 
you know, he he loves contributing to this team. And the best way to do that is to be exceptional at his job here, which Mm -hmm. is all the engineering, the machine room, the server room, the computers. He takes personal responsibility for each of these bays. And then his other passion is film scanning. And so that also happens to take place here. And so he does often partition his time to care for those things, but he also goes home. He spends time with his loved ones. And um, similarly, I have 34 nieces, nephews, and godkids. People think that, like, I'm up all hours of the night. Yes, I send a lot of emails late at night. I try and be cognizant of the fact that uh, I think everybody here now knows that there is absolutely no expectations to respond to Nancy at 4.30 in the morning. It's because I have godkids in Pennsylvania and New York that have already woken up and I want to talk to them before they go to school. And so then I'll jump on and I'll take care of a few things. And so what people don't see is how partitioned a lot of times we are because we're trying to fit in the things that do matter to us and that do fill us back up. It's a good point. I mean, it's just like you were saying, I mean, a lot of the folks that we talk about too, and it, it, there's all different ages, but usually early on, you you've just you, you want to be there and you've got the energy to do it. And sometimes you don't prioritize things in your own life and the self-reflection that maybe is needed as you get older, the, you know, things change and your priorities change a little bit, you know, so I want to go see my family, hang out with my, my dog, my wife, like I look forward to that. So I'm all, you know, constantly trying to get there while doing, maintaining and doing the most kick-ass job I can here as well. And likewise with you, you know, the nieces and everybody, you want to have your very family focused, but you're also like kicking ass at 4.30 right in an email. You're like, I can, I can multitask, you know? So that's great too. The, the interesting thing though is I think one thing we probably should talk about is also how the pandemic sort of changed our attitude towards work. Because I know you talked about 2019 and that was obviously before. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I was always here before and like it was like a nine to five right mm-hmm. and then after the pandemic like during the pandemic i actually spent the most time i've ever spent with my kids mm-hmm. like ever like i've never p- picked them up from school like until that year right and so it was like an interesting time where you kind of saw like what you had created for yourself which was like just work 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 and like it was hard to you you understand balance because you're like okay i'm gonna go home at night and like have dinner or have time on the weekend, but it was like, it made you sort of question like what balance really was or what was really important to you. And so now it's like working remotely, it's not only something that works for us, mm-hmm. but it also allows me to keep that balance now. Because like now I, I actually do pick them up. I actually do pick them up from school mm-hmm. and I do take them to school in the morning and I'm, I'm there when they come home and help them with whatever they need. Um, even though they don't really need much these days, but, um, but I think having that sort of shift in the culture Mm -hmm. after the pandemic was also important in perspective, um, where it allowed us to sort of really draw lines in the sand where before maybe we wouldn't have, Mm -hmm. you know, before maybe we would have gotten burnt a little bit and Mm -hmm. just like accepted that I have to work a nine to seven today or whatever it is, you know, that happened a lot. Like I'd just be working late, you know, come home late, maybe miss dinner here and there. It was a busy day. Now it's like, well, we can work in our sessions. We can kind of like plan it out so that I have that downtime to be able to have time with my family. So it definitely has changed a lot of ways that I've looked at work, you know, but I totally agree with you. Like there was a point 
when we were kind of just getting burnt out by just the, the rat race of... It was of, a habit. It was a habit, it yeah. Was a, it was just your routine, mm -hmm. and there wasn't a lot of thought poured into the routine because it was like structured around the the working hours mm -hmm. in a specific place and the drive in the drive back and things like that was that i mean that was for both of you right you guys were here every day yeah and yeah. that was just kind of like you work 9 a.m to 6 p.m with a break in between and you drive in and you drive home exactly yeah i mean there were no yeah. other options really like that's your that's your work day yeah and then uh, i do want to talk about the whole working from home situation because it it was always possible for our clients and mm -hmm. not that it was impossible here it just wasn't it didn't really necessarily occur to anybody isn't that wild the things that just don't occur to you until they have to well I, i'll just pick up on that because it's a that that story we were talking about uh, when the pandemic first hit I, I was in the first wave of covid and i had to deliver ncsla but if clearly i couldn't do it from work and i you know a little bit of the anxiousness of not being you know just in being person. able to come in in, yeah. in person so i i had to transition transition completely to fully remote and um got the the home set up that's when we we're talking about the amulet folks from dft came out uh, uh gave me all the gear that i needed uh and i was able to do like three or four episodes fully remote until i fully recovered and that was it was quite the configuration but it was uh, we were able to pull it off, you know, I mean, literally watch the, the, the broadcast master with the client, multiple clients on multiple machines, all tied together, um, doing a remote color. Uh, and, uh, it was, it was, it was cool. It was very neat. I had a five, one set up. I was monitoring exactly what the client was monitoring exactly what it would have been in the Bay if I would have been here. And that's, that's really when I was able to just take it all in as like, I can do this. I can do this fully remote. We can do this. And we're there now. And that, that was such an empowering thing for everyone. And that's, that's how it's, it's actually transpired from there where we are still, we're incorporating, maybe I'll kick off a render from home, come in for the rest of the day or whatever. We're able to navigate it now yeah. and be efficient, even more efficient, to be honest. And, and, and I think everybody is just so used to that lifestyle now. It's just all around client side internally. It's just been such a cool uh, process uh, for everyone. Mm -hmm. I really do. Yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it. I mean, that's that's kind of not just uh, been a benefit, but frankly, from from our side, from like a company stature, it's benefited not just the individuals who are able to work from home, but the whole company because we've thank never once did we ever have an outbreak here. So the, right. the, we worked on an entirely honor system. Like if you are feeling sick, stay home. Even if it's, you know, you're just being extra cautious. You have a cough, you have a tickle, you have like, stay home. You're right. able to work from home. We know that you miss us. God bless Carlo. He was here every day. That man <laughs> loves his community. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> but we wore masks okay. and we distanced. And if you had gone somewhere or you had potentially been exposed yeah. and you stayed home and you tested, like we had every resource to make sure that people did stay safe because we are a tiny team. Mm -hmm. I know that like, you know, for a lot of folks, they might think that like 20 people on site is like, oh, you're fine. But like one goes down. Yeah the whole department would feel that. Mm -hmm. And so if you two were still seeing each other every single day 
and you had taken each other out, my God. So, but then on top of it too, you know, your wife's a nurse. PA, physician assistant. Which one's the cooler part? Because Cindy's just the coolest person ever. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, (laughs) I mean, she, she had to go through a similar thing where she had to like, deal with work-life balance in a pandemic right so it's like (laughs) like i our situation was you know we just had to make sure that we could talk to our clients over zoom i mean when you have to worry about quarantining yourself at some point and like not you know infecting the people at home yeah you know that's the epitome of work life you know Mm -hmm. i mean it's like you have to go into work you have to interact with people on the front lines um and yeah, it was pretty intense, but I think I think it's just part of the wave of like not just our industry, but every industry is sort of questioned like like what real balance between work and life means, you know. That's why it was it I think it's what is like so hard for people to find people to work now like at certain jobs because people started realizing how intense their jobs were, you know. Yeah. And what was being asked of them day in and day out, you know. Um you know, now, like, obviously, you know, with everything going on in our industry, you know, like, the the limits at which you want to work to, you know, the, the amount of work you want to do and what the value of it is, is always being questioned now. It's like, you know, yeah. like, what does it mean? You I know? mean, just in Los Angeles alone, I mean, one, you have VFX people unionizing. Great. Mm-hmm. Like, that is, in our own industry, watching that subset, like, Probably the, every department, everybody everybody here has had some experience that has given them pause about working in this industry. But VFX specifically, yeah. my golly. Like, that is, uh, it's so hyper-specialized that, great, that part of the project is over. Lay off that entire department, hundreds of people. Yeah. And they'll just get an email or something. Even LA City employees walked out on the job yeah. one day. Starbucks unionizing. Like, there is a pay disparity that's happening. We've created a nice little bubble here that I don't ever want to forget that our experience here is largely not the experience that folks are having out there. And so, especially in a case like your wife's where it's, these are life and death moments. Like we just make TV, you know, work-life balance and something of, of her line of work that had to have felt near impossible for her at a certain point. So. Yeah, and I, I mean, she ended up finding a way to get off the front lines and, and work a job that was a little less, like, risky, you know. But I think it it kind of, like, echoes just all of us trying to find ways to um, continue to do what we love to do, but also find a way to protect ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. protect our whatever, like, our peace of mind or our free time or the yeah. things that we find. <laughs> you know what I mean? Did you build my bar during the pandemic? Was that, <laughs> it had to have been, right? I, I feel like I did. Yeah. So I did a lot of, I, yeah, I did a lot more woodworking in the in the uh, pandemic, that's for sure. But yeah, because you... we were home a lot, like, you know, it's like we're trying to yeah. trying to make it work, you know. Were golf, was golfing closed at all ever? I mean, it was outdoors. No, that, that's the benefit of golf. Is that, yeah, there, like, there was a brief moment where some, some courses were closed, but that's the benefit is you're outdoors and you're usually that was the only within thing six. Was yeah, allowed. six feet of each other. Yeah, you can even so, play yeah. basketball. Yeah, really. Yeah, you can play yeah, basketball because well, yeah. it was yeah. outdoors. But like, I think golf. That was the highest. Has That's had a recent boom <laughs> because of the pandemic. Because it was the only activity where you're like, yeah. Yeah. not just six feet uh, apart. You're like yards yeah. apart from. They each went down others. to single carts, but that was about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow. So yeah, I think the pandemic really changed a lot of how 
how we deal with that stuff, you know. Do you think any of this is specific to post, not necessarily just our industry, but like, Jake, you stand for a good portion of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, the ergonomics of your setups, the uh, isolation oftentimes, like how do you guys see that post specifically to what you've done to create a, a balance for yourselves or a bubble or, you know. Like the sit-stand desk dynamic? Is, it you, is that what you're, you mean? Kind of just, I mean, like, largely post-production, I guess what I'm getting at is one person in a bay, unless you're in a review. Right. I guess the isolation part. Mm-hmm. I mean, having, like, a little station obviously helps, you know, having, like, carving space at home was, mm-hmm. like, a big thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I think not only, you know, like, my kids were both in school, so I had to carve out a little desk for them to do Zooms and mm-hmm. stuff. And I was literally working next to them in my own desk. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, when we stayed remote, when it seemed like that that was fine, then it was like finding a way to carve, keep that space for myself and mm-hmm. not deal with the kids running in and asking mm-hmm. me to make them a sandwich or something. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I'm in a meeting. You have teenagers. Can't they make a sandwich? <sighs> yeah. Seriously. I mean, that's what I'm saying. But, you know, like even working on Lasso, like, uh, Zach, who we worked with a lot, mm-hmm. we would we would break at three because we both had to pick our kids up, mm-hmm. and we knew that, and it's like we worked around that, and I think just generally, I think people are starting to blend those two things together, mm-hmm. where it's like I can get a session in for three hours mm-hmm. and then go deal with some errands or some important stuff I have to do. I've got a dentist appointment, a doctor's appointment, mm-hmm. but the first and foremost is finding a space, like creating a space for yourself, which I think you did a pretty good job. Early on with NCIS and well, I'm uh, Carla and I, my wife and I, uh, she's like two feet behind me, so we, we have an office space and we have to be aware of each other as well. You know, like if she's on a Zoom, you know, hey Jake, it's quiet time for you, or vice versa. And we, you know, like don't put both headphones in, take one out so you can hear, yeah. hear yourself, you know. But it's it's been cool, like that dynamic has actually been very, very helpful as well. And she's like, dude, she's like so much more productive at home than she would be at work because people forget when you're at work you got a million different people coming saying hey what's up how you doing or checking in and actually sometimes taking away from the work right so sometimes sometimes not always and it's good to see it's good to see a friendly face <laughs> yeah you know yeah but uh yeah i i definitely i i definitely think putting my head down and working at home has been very very cool and i appreciate that as well and so does she for sure I think the quiet time is definitely a big part of that sometimes helps is sometimes like the kind of work we do. You just have to sit there and do a lot of busy work. Yeah. And it does help to sort of just tune things out. And I'm pretty comfortable never having been a parent with the like 30, 30, all the nieces, nephews and godkids. But also here at DFT, Nancy, 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 do you have a sec? Do you have a minute? Can I get five with you? Nancy, is she in there? Nancy? Hey, Nancy. Where, can I get Rami and Nancy? Are she in a meeting? Is she on the phone? Yeah. Oh my god. That's why you bring your dogs in. It's like the first line of defense. Like yes. then, yeah. <laughs> like taking them out. Yeah. Cover the door, guys. Yeah. I love everybody here, but let a girl answer an email. I mean, and that's yeah. also become a, in a way, like a, like a, not a tactic, but like a way for you to focus. Like sometimes mm-hmm. it's like I'm working from home this morning. I got mm-hmm. too many emails to knock down. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm gonna work from home. Yeah. Unless it's you know the house is burning down, I'm I'm good. You know. What I know. <laughs> So, you know, efficiency is important. Like I think and I yep. think when we start realizing that efficiency actually went up in some ways. Yeah. 
then I think that's when you guys were like, we're all for it because ultimately you want your, your staff to be like energized and engaged and also efficient. Like we want to sit around wasting time either, you know? Yeah. Um, well, and we actually, we talked about this, I think even in the, the diversity episode where the Friday Alcos made like mm, a huge yes. difference. That was not something that we had ever done here before. No. There were no like, let's connect for the sake of connecting and making sure that we're all on the same page yeah. or that, you know, there was at least like a gathering place to no. hear updates. What? No, I was just going to say, remember, remember we used to have meetings for the longest time we tried to have these company meetings and they would never work. And then the Alco came and changed everything, yeah. right? Yeah. We could never all get on the same page once a week for a long time. And then, and then it happened and it's been glorious. Yeah. I mean, People meetings, look to meetings it, were know? really just to talk about bad stuff that were happening. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it was like, oh, oh shit, we're yeah. having a company meeting. Uh oh, you know what I mean? Something's happening. So the Alcos definitely were yeah. about connection. Yeah. yeah. And even though we were all spread apart, it was like you knew what was going on in the company and you saw the faces and you saw what everyone was dealing with. Like, oh, dude, check out your your little like cave that you're you in or, yeah. or uh, the you shout know, out. Oh, man. you got a beard, man. Look yeah. at that. So it was it was it was a good way to keep us all connected. And the yeah. fact that we still do it is a testament to how important it is, I think. Yeah. They're like, if, if people can't me- make it, they're like, can you set up a recording? Yeah. Like, you know, because on top of it too, this really is just one part of DFT. Mm. Vancouver has people. New yeah. York has people. Yeah. We have somebody in Tennessee. We have somebody in Ohio. We have somebody in Florida. Like, to to have a communal, like, we're all going through that. So even people in Los Angeles, like you're yeah. you're here. We're lucky if we get you maybe like once a month or something. <laughs> no, right? yeah. Jake, I think you're maybe like two or three I times mean, a yeah. week, something. Yeah. Dylan, same thing. Yeah. Like every, even though you're here, it doesn't mean you're in this building. And yeah. so to have a, a Friday meeting point, like we'll I'll see you on the Alco, mm-hmm. that's been really, you yeah. know, that's been a game changer, I think, for a lot of folks. I think so. I mean, because I think, this place has always been about like there's a certain kind of culture that we've had that's kind of more like a family and i think that kind of helped keep that you know i think it kind of helped people because we're expanding right yeah because like all of a sudden you see more squares you know right there's like more and more people on those alcos and you're like wow there's like actually more staff and if we ever had an office in vancouver and without a zoom meeting like you would never know like they'd just be doing their own thing and you just hear about some other you know wing of the company or something but now it's like you know those people you know yeah Yeah. did that change anything for you guys so far as like uh the growth of dft i mean we we came from the grassroots of like like 10 15 i mean we were small so it was like on a on a per face per name and then expanding so quickly which is back to the point of just why it's so relevant and 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 good for us to have the alcos because we introduce people, different people are hosting those things. So we get to really just uh, invest time in each other. We also have the uh, the coffees, the virtual coffees where we get to know people that we wouldn't have had yeah. the experience with before. So we have 30 minutes to catch up. Really enjoyed those because yeah. it's just a human element of it. You know, like, like even working with somebody for months, I sometimes learn more about them on the virtual coffee than I will if, if working at the company because you just have time to get on that personal level and just um, just engage with each other and find out new things that you would have never had a conversation about outside of work, which is cool. I agree. 
<laughs> well, guys, any parting wisdom for youngins coming into this field and how to maybe build habits sooner that might protect them long term? I, I th I'll say because we've already covered the life and death versus what we're doing here, guys. Perspective. Perspective. Yeah. We, you know, the show will get done. We will be able to, it will happen. Just, you know, realize, realize what you're in. We're in, you've got a team that supports you, you know, communicate and, uh, you know, life's going to be a lot better if, if you, if you are, are helping yourself out, you know? Yeah. I, I think it, I think it's just about like trying to help people as much as possible, you know, because I think it's easy to be feel isolated or feel like you're competing with people. That's when it gets kind of like it gets kind of dark. <laughs> you know, what I mean, it's like you don't have people like you're you're helping lift them up, you know, and I, I that's the one cool thing as much as the industry can be a little bit savage. I think there's still a lot of apprenticeship and a lot of people who are like, hey, I'm going to show you how to just just, you know, shadow me, you know, mm -hmm. what I mean, and I'll show you like how I do it and like maybe you'll learn something from from the, how I do it and I think we've been pretty good about trying to do that for people and so now that we have so many younger folks and newer folks coming in it's like it's kind of cool to just have that role more mm -hmm. and trying to just like you know so show them like sort of what we thought was like no big deal because yeah. we've been doing it for so long it's just sort of like we take it for granted what yeah. we know and so um I think it's good to get in with people that show you stuff and for the people coming up, it's like, you know, try to find a place that encourages you to, to sort of shoot for what you want to do. And also just the, the, the team dynamic of like, uh, learning from others. Like that's such a huge thing. You know, we have a lot of experience. We actually were able to work, you know, back in the telecine days and stuff like that. And it's just like learning, you know, all these, all these, these fresh faces coming out of school and their AI and the, the different technology that they're learning and having an open mind about how can we incorporate that because we are not closed mind at all. We are like, if it's going to help us as a unit, we're going to, we're going to do it. We're going to find the best yeah. solution. And that is just so important because you rely on experience, you rely on new technology, you marry the two together. And that is the force that is us. I think it. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good note. <laughs> That's the force that they is drop us. the hammer. Yeah. I mean, that is a drop on the drop. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us again. We'll see you next time here at DFT.